Thank you, Taylor. What a beautiful song for the for this season. Let's just open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for that beautiful worship service we had, Lord. You are the indescribable gift. And we thank you for this time today. We just pray that uh, this message would uh, just glorify you, Lord. And thank you for putting it on my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's kind of a tweener today. I'm right between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And some in my bubble didn't know that tweener tweener was a word, but it is a word and it is a word. And you could look it up. What I, One of the things I like about this time of year, when you come over from Hayward up towards Dublin on, on 580 at night, there's a, on the left on the hill, there's a sign that lights up. It says, Jesus is reason, is the reason for the season. And we'll hear when Adolf preaches in our Christmas program, this verse, uh, Isaiah 9, 6, which is, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. We'll talk about that Wonderful Counselor later, but he is the reason for the season. And it's beautiful now. We see the lights go up, uh, the events, the program we're going to be having. Everything about it is wonderful, but that's not what I want to talk about today. He is just not for the Christmas season, Jesus is the reason, period. I'm going to truncate that down for many things, especially everything good in our lives. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. I can't explain this, but this is about the seasons. It says the Earth's spin axis is tilted with respect to its orbital plane. This is what causes the seasons. When the Earth's axis points towards the sun, it is summer for that hemisphere. Midway between these two times, it is spring and autumn. The spin axis of the Earth points 90 degrees away from the sun. And in the Word, we know it says, He governs the day and the night. Well, who made the sun? the moon, the planets, and the tides. Jesus made that, and he set it all in motion. So he is the maker and the reasons for all seasons. You know, some people attend church just on Christmas and Easter. We attend on all the seasons, and every day is the season to worship Jesus year-round. Look at our calendar. Today is December 12th. 2021, all over the world. Why is that? Even that is based on Jesus. I looked up calendars, and there's many calendars that go back thousands of years, but they refer to all of them as B.C. Christ is the center of everything in the world. Look where he was born, Israel. Israel is the 47th smallest nation in the world, yet it's always in the news every single day. 
worldwide issues revolve around Israel. And we know from the Word of God and from all of Sylvia's seminars, thank you, Sylvia, and we're praying for your, for your rehab. We know the, the entire world's future events are all centered in Israel. Jesus is the reason. And he's going to return to Jerusalem again and rule. And speaking of that rule, in Revelation 21.4, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. We are still in that old order. And on his return, Zechariah 14, verses 4 and 8 and 9. On that day, living water will flow out from Jerusalem, half of it east to the Dead Sea and half of it west to the Mediterranean Sea, in summer and in winter. The Lord will be king over the whole earth. On that day, there will be one Lord and his name, the only name. Isn't that incredible? He's going to be in that Jerusalem again on that Mount of Olives in glory, ruling forever. That should be exciting for everybody redeemed, all the believers today. Very exciting. Something totally to look forward to. He's going to reign for eternity. But many, as the doctor mentioned and Mike, many did not take that gift. And for those who did not take that salvation gift, those who do not believe or have not made a choice for Christ, those verses should make them shudder. He's the reason, Jesus is the reason for our salvation. His obedience took him from glory to a lowly manger, and finally all the way to the cross where he shed his blood and died for our sins. Then he had his glorious resurrection. <clears throat> Excuse me. All this gives anyone who believes a path for eternal life with him in heaven. Now we have this blessed hope, assured by all his promises, which he always keeps, that we will see him soon. As other believers have preceded us now, and we will see them again. Amen. We're comforted by this. He is the God of comfort. We can look forward with this blessed hope and think about all those people that have to go on that great white throne. We don't have to do that. The believers do not have to appear on that great white throne. And they're going to be saying, because pretty much everybody in the world has heard something about the gospel, they're going to be saying, should have, could have, and would have. But it, it, at that time, it's too late. You have to make a decision now for Christ. And because of this salvation, through which Jesus demonstrated his incredible love for us, we owe our lives to him. We freely serve for him at every opportunity. There's no salaries here. Zero. We serve with joy when we serve the Lord. It's a privilege. It's not a burden. 
It's not a job, it's a joy. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> the other night, at least 20 people were here putting up Christmas decorations. It was just like a slice of heaven. There was so much fellowship and joy. And there would have been more, I'm sure, but some people had to stay home and watch, watch the little ones. There's so much joy that when it was over, I kind of had to nudge people out. We, people want to keep fellowshipping. They did not want to go home. And we have that fellowship with the family of God. In the dictionary, fellowship is defined as a friendly association with people who have something in common. That's true, and there's a lot of fellowships out there. I know police and fire have all, a lot of fellowships that go on and a lot of events. That's one thing, but those will not be around forever. Our Christian fellowship is so much more. It's for eternity. We have this fellowship and relationship with Christ. It will never, ever end. All other fellowships will end. And of that service, this passage explains why we have this joy. This is Christian service in 2 Corinthians 9, 12 through 14. <clears throat> this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have pro proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. So even as we serve, we are, in a sense, witnessing to other people because people have... See how we serve him with joy. He totally is the reason why we have this great life. Only him. Because we drank of that water of life. Jesus Christ, who loves us so much, describes this water to the woman at the well in John 4, 13 and 14. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What a blessing. We don't need to thirst or desire for everything this world has to offer. Our satisfaction is complete in Jesus we have this new wonderful life in him. The other night, <clears throat> this is common to me every night, and I'm sure a lot of you as you get older, you, you tend to wake up more when you're, when you're getting older. So I woke up and <clears throat> I couldn't fall right back to sleep. Speaking of that thirsting, I will thirst again and I will need this later. So I couldn't sleep, so I pulled on my phone, and I used an app called Flipboard. You just flip up the screen, and there's a new story. I ran through about 15 stories, and every single one of them was bad. Every one of them. It was either some bad COVID thing, some smash and grab story, some horrible things that people are doing to each other. 
It was exhausting, so I said, I'm going to read some good news here. I opened my Bible app, <clears throat> and that always opens to the passage you had been reading previously. In Colossians 1.3, this is the passage that was on my app. 3, 1 through 4. <clears throat> Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, <clears throat> where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So we're to set our eyes on two things, our eyes and our hearts on Christ and things above. And what a blessing that is. Was that random that that Bible app opened to uh, that passage? A coincidence? Was it luck? No, there's no luck in Christ. No coincidences. We are secure in him. How about our worry, anxiety, fear? Are we trapped in our circumstance and uncertainty? We all have that from time to time. Many of us are in tough spots. The economy is struggling. In Psalms 55, 22, it says, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. So that's what we do with all that stuff. Just give it to him, take a deep breath, and let him handle that. And Jesus is the reason we don't have to worry about everything like that. There's so many things to worry about under the sun. Worry and anxiety cause stress and vice versa. Let's just give them to him and not worry about everything that causes fear. The other thing you hear a lot about is peace. But there is no peace in this world. We just pulled our troops out of Afghanistan. And now Russia is close to invading Ukraine. And our government has already said, if that happens, that we're going to send troops to Ukraine. Here we go again. Some of you here are 50 or under. That's good. Do you know that every day of your life on this planet, they have been talking about Israel and peace and the Palestinian peace. Every single day. It's been going on for 50 years. No peace yet. The word says the envoys of peace weep bitterly. That is so true. Here's an envoy I'll tell you about. He's kind of famous. September 30th, 1938. No, I was not born then. British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain, he was welcomed like a king. He came home to London. He had just finished signing a peace pact with Nazi Germany and Adolf Hitler. He declared, peace for our time. He told people, Go home and sleep quietly in your bed. Just a few days later, Nazi Germany rolled through Czechoslovakia, Poland, and continued as far as they could. And the planes were coming over London, bombing every single night for many weeks. Chamberlain was forced to resign. 
The only true peace is through Jesus. It's lasting. The only way to get in on it is to accept him as our Lord and Savior. We don't need an envoy, a middleman, a priest, uh, Mother Mary, any of that stuff. It's a one-on-one relationship. He says as much in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He said this shortly before he was crucified and he was peaceful. And he says he passes on that kind of peace to us. Here's four examples of people who had peace in their lives in very tough circumstances. The Apostle Paul had peace in prison, singing hymns in a Roman jail. Joseph made not revenge with his brothers, but he made peace with his brothers after the horrible things they did to him. Stephen was filled with the Holy Holy Spirit as he was being stoned. In a similar fashion as Jesus did, he said, Lord, don't hold this sin against them. It's amazing that a man could say that as he's tortured with stones being thrown at him. Don't let this sin against them, speaking of the people that were throwing the stones. This is a little different here, this one. I was thinking about the thief on the cross. He focused on Jesus and believed, kind of at the last minute, thank God, and he'll spend his entirety, eternity in Christ's kingdom with Jesus. It was a personal decision for him and for all of us as well. And I was thinking, you know, these two guys possibly were uh, co-conspirators. I don't know. They were kind of talking to each other up there. And they may have been uh, convicted of the same crimes and crucified at the same time as Jesus. But the person that made the right decision, the criminal, he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He didn't say, remember us when you come into your kingdom. The The other criminal, he only cared about extending his life on earth for a few more hours. Just, Jesus, get me off this cross. He was mocking Jesus just so to continue this life he had on earth, whereas he had a chance to have a wonderful life in eternity. Because all of those four were looking above, fixing their eyes on Jesus and the wonderful eternity they were having, except that second thief. He's going to be one of those ones saying, I was right there. The guy 10 feet away from me said it, but I didn't. He'll never forget that. They, these three men were not concerned about the circumstance. They were in their horrible circumstances. And to show the transformation Jesus has on our lives, shortly before Stephen was stoned and that same day he was stoned, Paul was in the background guarding the coats and the cloaks of the men that were throwing the rocks. And after Paul's conversion, he went from guarding the cloaks 
to being guarded for spreading the gospel. Guarded in that Roman jail. And I'm thankful that the first verse I read was that wonderful counselor. I'm thankful for that today. And he is the reason that many of our lives are in a good situation today. Think about where you would be if you, every time you made a decision, you went with that decision. Think about um, some, your, your jobs, where you live, your marriages, every, the things you eat, the things you drink, all that stuff. I'm thankful for Jesus' plans and his instruction. And I know it's made a, a big impact in my life by following them. I was steered away from some wrong decisions in my past. For when we do his plan and his precepts, it's the best thing in our lives. I'd say if we went around the room, you all would have an example of that similarly. You might have prayed, read the word, and got counsel, and made the right choice, and then you were blessed. His way works for everything. In Psalms 19.8, it says, The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. So now we see all these lights. We see that Jesus is the reason for the season. We see that one all all over. It's so true. And we have Christmas celebrations. We get in our COVID bubbles and have family um, dinners. All very nice. But remember, in addition to being the reason for all seasons, Jesus is just a reason, period. And I... Uh, I just wanted to read this poem at the end. Sherry found this. She's very good at this stuff. Uh, Counting my blessings, beaming in delight. Jesus is the reason for my heart's full of light. Believing in God, moving his way. Jesus is the reason I live for each day. Walking with joy, leaping in hope. Jesus is the reason each day I can cope. Trusting in God, moving closer each day, Jesus is the reason I can see the true way. Realizing I am loved, aware I am free, Jesus is the reason my heart is full of glee. That was by some lady named Deborah Ann. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you just for that you are the reason for everything good in our lives. We thank you for this word. We pray for um, this Christmas program being planned and Adel's messages. We pray for the choirs, for Randy setting it all up. I just pray that you would uh, open up these clouds, Lord, and, and bring rain to us as we so sorely need. And just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.